0: But instead of sending them back to slavery, the Lord God, whose generosity and kindness is beyond anything we can possibly measure, rains down on them. That's what it says in Scripture. He rains down on them, bread from heaven. And the Lord fed his people each day for all the years they were in the wilderness. And when they complained that they had no water to drink, The Lord told Moses to strike the rock at Horeb, and he did, and water flowed from it, and God's people relieved their thirst. In the middle of a barren and dry wilderness, God provided his people with food and drink. That food and drink was important. It was vital for their survival. Yet there in the wilderness all those years ago, the Lord God gave to his people something much more precious, something much more life-giving than the physical food and drink that they desperately needed. He gave to them himself so that they might draw their strength and nourishment from him. I am the bread from heaven, Jesus says in John 6, taking up that Exodus story. He is that bread the bread of life. It is Christ who is the spiritual food and drink that sustained the people of God in their many years of wandering in the desert. And now, here we are, the people of God, who, like the people of God in ancient times, are in need not just of physical food, but even more of spiritual food. In a moment, we will eat the bread and drink the wine. These are gifts from God. They're good gifts from God. But they um, point to the more precious gift that God is giving to us in communion. For just as bread nourishes and sustains and preserves the body, so Christ nourishes and sustains and preserves the soul. And just as wine makes the heart glad, enlivens our lives and bring us, brings us comfort. I hope maybe not too much comfort if you have um, turning to wine in times of distress. Uh, there are people who can help. Um, but just as wine does all this, so too, even more does Christ make us joyful and glad. So too does Christ comfort us in our sorrow and distress. In communion, God gives us bread and wine to nurture and sustain our bodies and he gives us Christ to nurture and sustain our souls. This is what God is doing when we take communion. So what are we doing? We are receiving the good gifts that God gives to us. The gifts that sustain and nourish us. The gifts of bread and wine which we need in order to live and most of all, the gift Of his eternal, everlasting life, from which we draw our strength and comfort, and without which we perish. So, I would like uh, now um, to ask you to come in a moment when I say um, to come to the Lord's table and to take the bread and wine. Which it's probably a good time to note: it's actually not wine; it's non-alcoholic grape juice. um, But just pretend it's wine. Um, and the best wine because as we know from Jesus' first miracle at the wedding of Cana um, God goes for the absolute best wine Um, so um, I want you to take um, go and take the bread and wine and um, take it back to your seat and then I shall lead us in a prayer and then we'll eat the bread and wine and drink the wine together so um, let's do that now I think um, the band has gone. I was hoping they were going to play some hip jazz while we did that, but um, uh, Neroli might be able to um, play for us. Or Beyonce. Do you know Beyonce? No? Okay. Um, so uh, we'll, uh, this is perfectly lovely. Um, so um, if you can go and take that and come back to your seats, and I'll pray, and then we're done. Uh, Let's pray then. Gracious and merciful Lord, we are not okay. We have sinned. We have tried to live by our own wisdom. We have tried to sustain our own lives. We have tried to carry our own burdens. And at times... We have even wanted to go back to the land where we were slaves. We have not kept your commands and we have not trusted in your promises. Forgive us. We come to your table hungry and thirsty. We have no food or drink of our own. Only you can sustain us. Only you can nourish us, only you can comfort us. You promise that you will do so and you are not a liar. So we trust you. We thank you for the gifts that you give, the bread and wine to nourish our bodies and your life to nourish our souls. Make us fit to receive these gifts. Make us joyful participants in your eternal, everlasting life. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
1: Thank you, Andre. That was a very precious time. And no, I didn't smack you on that fateful day. It was your plea for mercy that spared you at the time. Well, it's been a precious time so far, hasn't it? It's been very precious. So Aaron,
2: joy to have you. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thank you Andre. Really appreciated that as well. Really appreciate the way that you led us into that great big story um, that we're living out of. Good morning church. My name is Aaron McKevitt and um, I usually organise frequency and we're not having that today but I can see that you are in that restful sort of laid back attitude of the middle day of a three day long weekend. I can see it. It's just, it's radiating back. That look when uh, you didn't do the jobs yesterday, you haven't done them yet today, but (laughs) you can still do them tomorrow. (laughs) That's how I'm feeling. I don't know if some people did all the jobs and they're resting for two days in a row. I wouldn't know what that part's like. I'm grateful for a rest today because I've started a new job. I've been breaking myself into the last couple of months. And you know what that's like? Change is hard. There's a new timetable. There's a new boss. There's new invitations to insecurity. There's there's a new running regime where you have to fit it in by running in the morning and your body hates it. And this new job is something that's really exciting, and it's something that Anna and I have been working together uh, on being able to take up for a while. And it's uh, what I've had an invitation, or I made the invitation actually. Dean gave me permission to share about it this morning, and I'm glad to share about it, talk about it with you. Scripture Union exists to support churches, to help children and young people discover and follow Jesus and become lifelong disciples who serve the world around them. And many of you are familiar with Scripture Union and its legacy. They pioneered camping and adventure as a way to connect people with a living faith. They pioneered innovative written material as well for young people uh, to help them to engage with the Bible. And I know that many of you have great stories um, of its ministry. Scripture Union still supports churches through adventure camping, through written material. Their Engage app provides a reading of the Bible with helpful questions each day in English and te reo Māori. I was in Auckland a couple of weeks ago uh, assisting with and participating in the delivery of Apopo, a program which opens up conversations in high schools on suicide and how to look out for one another. Apopo means in Māori to uh, the next day, that's the literal translation and the, the aim and the uh, crux of that program is to, to get people through uh, to the next day. Youth Scripture Union also designs and delivers training for youth pastors and youth leaders, youth groups, and our National Youth Director, Neville Bartley, who has spoken here and many of you know, uh, speaks and advises denominations and churches around the country. And I joined Scripture Union as the part-time youth consultant for the Lower North Island where my role is primarily to support youth pastors and youth leaders so that they are equipped to help the youth and the parents in their own church. So I'm really happy and excited to be able to uh, talk a little bit about that today. Uh, John Mark Comer, a pastor and writer, recently said that no generation in history has been through as much change as we have been. His non-exhaustive list since the 1960s includes the internet, email, smartphone, smartphones, <clears throat> AI, travel, gay marriage and all areas of sexuality and gender and post-Christian culture. Mark Sayers, an Australian pastor and cultural interpreter, has described the shift that we're in in this network age that we are moving into as the biggest technological change since the invention of the printing press. And one simple example is that we have never lived in the age of the algorithm before. If my boys Joel and Hunter can help me out with some slides. Just a little meme to start off. Longstanding institutions like Scripture Union are facing and have faced challenges in adapting to this network age but they are the same changes and challenges that we're all facing, and in that young people especially continue to face in those challenging and identity-forming years of teenagehood and adolescence. There are circumstances that are alive and part of culture now that are and do make this time particularly pressured, but making disciples has always been hard. In the words of church tradition, to take take up apprenticeship to the way of Jesus is to take up arms against the three great enemies of the soul, the world, the flesh, and the devil. And so that's been non-trivial in its difficulty in every age. In the swirl of change and the pace of the modern age, the church believes that there is another story to live by, an older story and a better story. And for young people to be able to see themselves in that story Two of the keys for that are an ability to be able to engage with the Bible and with prayer, and I'm really excited to be able to help with that. Perhaps the most memory-versed verse in the whole Bible was Psalm 119, verse 105. Your word is a lamp unto my feet, a light for my path. And as it's rendered in the message translation, by your words, I can see where I'm going. They throw a beam of light on my dark path. I hope that's true for you. I hope that you can agree with that. I know that we come to church from a whole lot of different places each Sunday. But how do you become the sort of person where that's the lens through which you see the Bible and that's the way that you uh, reflect? How, How does that become your lens for what the Bible is? One of the ways that church tradition has come to understand God's word is called the Wesleyan Quadrilateral. And, uh, you know, it's a great modernist name. It says exactly what it is. We don't do that anymore. Um, quadrilateral, also, for anyone who had terrible experiences uh, learning maths growing up, we're not doing maths. I haven't broken that tacit agreement that we've got that we don't bring up maths on a Sunday morning. But the Wesleyan quadrilateral says and um, has been useful throughout church history, um, uh, it says that there are four ways that we understand what God's word is on, on any issue. There is tradition, experience, reason, and scripture, and it's a combination of these things that help us to understand God's word. And in the world that we live in today, there's tremendous pressure on people to completely zone in on personal experience as the primary source of truth. Start with our the pressure is to start with our own experience and our own feelings, or the experience and feelings of our friends. From this starting point, people begin to reason outward. You know, if I'm told that God is love, then what would it be? What would be a natural or a loving response? People next compare that and assess what the church has said and critique it. Then finally, they bring this understanding and interpretation to their understanding and how they read Scripture. And historically, that has been the opposite way than what the church has taught and worked with. The church has believed that we start with the Scriptures, then 2,000 years of how people have been living as obediently as they can in following Jesus then reason, and ultimately we bring all of that to our, to bring that to bear on our own experience. And from that framework, uh, people have lived and cared about truth and about principles and about faithfulness. So I just I just bring that this morning as an invitation to consider, as a lens uh, to, to think about, and just to um, bring to the surface for a moment how you come to um, viewing the Bible. But my, my other My other hope is that um, as you as grandparents and parents as you're raising your children that this helps you to understand um, what uh, pressure that your kids are under and how that um, society is pressing uh, on them. On the 6th of February, a young lady posted uh, in our Exodus Prime group chat. Exodus Prime is a leadership camp that Scripture Union offers each summer, and young people are invited from churches and youth groups around the country, and often churches get together and uh, send their children away to Wellington, and it's often like their first time on a plane, and that's really exciting. Um, And we've had a whole lot of children, uh, kids from children. How long have I been a dad? Too long. Um, Young people from... Uh, the Southland and all those kinds of places come together. It's a really fun time, and it's a really awesome mix of regional people um, and city people, and all the different perspectives that that brings. Anna and myself have been volunteering on that camp with the boys for the last five years, and this person uh, sent a message just of encouragement. It was a couple of weeks after the camp had happened, and as many of you know an event happens and then the group chat bursts to life for a couple of weeks all the time and as it gradually sort of simmers down to an emergencies-only uh, environment for the rest of the year until the camp comes around again. Anyway, uh, she posted this encouraging message, but then she also posted a couple of photos of her um, painting uh, portfolio and boards that she'd been working on all of the previous year. And for that year, um, as she worked through and and developed her art, she had been meditating on and, and working through um, Ezekiel chapter 47, a story from that about the river of living water that runs out of the temple threshold and out of the city gate, and out onto all the earth, bringing life to everything that it touches. And I've I've shared about this story before on a Sunday morning. Anyway, this. Camp um, this this uh, delving into and meditating on and bringing to life this story through art had come from an amazing culmination of ministry time at the camp the year before, and I won't go into all of that. But the crux of it was that um, this girl's name was came from like a Viking heritage, and her name meant river of running water. And as you can see on the left, uh, it's quite small. But things start off um, grey and dark, and there's there's bones, and um, gradually we come into more and more colour. And on the second board, about halfway down, um, we start to see this um, girl whose name's Vari. She um, starts to draw herself into her boards and her image. And as you can see at the bottom, it's a self-portrait filled with colour and bursting with life. And it just was so encouraging and it's so exciting, and this is really what um, I'm so passionate about, is to see people find their place within the great big story of Scripture and of the Word, connecting their life to the life-giving purpose and exciting adventure that it is to live in Jesus. And she's um, going on in her faith, and, and she's got exciting stories to tell, which I won't go into, but Scripture Union exists for this, to help young people discover and follow Jesus and become life Long disciples. So thank you for having me, uh, giving me a chance to talk about this morning. Um, well, It's not quite organized, but I'd love if you would consider adding another email to your newsletter list. That would be uh, from me. And um, I hope that that would be useful and interesting, um, and it will help you to pray for and understand and see what um, the challenges are and where we're going with youth ministry um, Yeah, I'm in the phone book, so we'll post some links and we'll organise that. But, yeah, I'm really excited to be um, carrying on um, in this calling that I feel God has has led Anna and I and our family to. And, um, yeah, I'm excited to be able to share that here with my home church family. So, thanks. I just want to just, I'll finish with a tiny prayer. Um, From Psalm 119, uh, verse 130, it says, and this is in the message, Break open your word, let your light shine out. So, I just pray that, Lord, that you would break open your word for us in any place, um, that it would let your light shine out, that your word would be a lamp to all of our path and our feet and a light for us. And, um, yeah, thank you for that, Lord. Amen.
3: Hang here and we'll bring um, Anna up as well. Oh, this is going, is it? Great. I... Uh, I think this is absolutely fantastic what Aaron has entered into and is doing, um, and so when he asked for the opportunity to be able to come and share about it, it was a no-brainer really, because it's actually a ministry role a, um, that they're actually entering into, so we thought we would, we would love to pray with you, Anna, and um, are both the kids around? I see one. Oh, Levi's coming. Oh, I there, Luke's coming, yeah. So come on up. Elders and that, how about, how about friends, um, elders and that come up and we'll pray for these guys. Uh, really want to dedicate them uh, to God and as, a, as this church, I mean, they go from us and they're actually, um, their efforts are not alone. They're actually, we send them with love and send them for God to use and, and do great things through on that. and that we, and we just really pray uh, that God will. I have no doubt that God's going to touch many, many lives through what you guys are doing um, and uh, just change uh, people's mindsets and their relationships with the Creator and that. So I'll pray and then we can um, also pray. So, Father, I thank you for Aaron. Thank you for Anna. Thank you for Levi and Luke. And uh, we thank you for the season that they're entering into, whether entering into ministry as a family or continuing it, really, because they've, they've been doing that for a long time. And, uh, but they're on a new pathway now, full time with Aaron's work and that. And we just pray that, Father, that you'll go before them, that uh, we thank you that you've opened these doors, that, uh, uh, that you've made a way. And we just pray as, uh, as time progresses that you'll lead them, you'll open the right doors, you'll close the right doors, you'll uh, cause opportunities to come along and, and that people uh, will come to know you through the efforts of Aaron and Anna. And uh, we just pray that you'll just do a great work in them. We pray that you'll surround them, that you'll encourage them. Uh, you'll help them practically help them financially with all this stuff too because it can be a bit tight at times but we just pray that you'll uh, have them at a place where they'll never have to worry about their finances they'll always have enough to to um, get through and do everything they need to do father
4: and Anna, I, especially Aaron at the moment I know Anna is fully on board but um, maybe I've been watching too much of the TV recently where they pick two designers to look at a design um, of either a garden or a house and then they compete as to which designer gets the job to turn what they see in those funny goggles when they put them on into an actual reality and, and Aaron I, I feel that it's almost like you've taken off your own glasses and you've put on that amazing set of, I don't know what they look like, but they're square boxes, 3D vision thing, and there's been two designers there, and at times you've been maybe a little confused as to which one to choose, but God wants you to know that you've chosen his design for your future, that you have seen through that design those goggles on your eyes, and you've been faithful, you've taken off your own glasses, you've put on his, and you've chosen the design for your life and for Anna's, which is God's purpose and plans. May you be honoured for that, for that search and that journey to this place. In Jesus' name. Yes, Lord.
1: Father, we want to thank you that you see people's hearts, you know the insides workings of our minds, and you know what's best for us because your Word tells us that you created us and you made us who we are. And we want to thank you for this couple who are nailing their nailing their lives to your service and to your plans and we want to thank you for that it's it is a challenge but Lord we know that they're good for it because we know your word says it I've ne- I, I was once young and now I'm old but I've never seen God's faithful servants deprived and so Father we claim that over these two now Lord, that as they go out, as they take this step, Father, would they see your provision, would they see your hand at work, would they say that you are the Lord who sustains them through all of life's journey. We ask that in your name, that your name would be glorified and your name would be lifted up. Amen. Father, as a parent, it's um, you want to see your children go in the way of the Lord, and um Lord, but um, as parents, we're actually outside of that because these guys are forging their own journey. But, Father, I have had the privilege of seeing Aaron and Anna um, before you, Lord. They've done the hard yards and hard work, Lord, of finding out your call. I've worked really hard at it. And so, Aaron, and I just know that the Lord's going to bless because you're going to continue to do the hard work. And you, so you're going to reap the rewards and the blessings of it. And I just thank you for that, Lord, and say go in Jesus' name. Yes. Amen.
3: great guys. How about we give them a big, big clap? That's a big jump, Levi. I saw that. That was like a Superman jump. You could hang with me, Batman, if you keep jumping like that. Let's do a song. I'm not going to speak. Time's time's gone, and I'll just get into it, and then I'll be rushing everything. So, let's let's do a song, have a worship, and uh, then we will close. It'll um, be great, hasn't it? Been a great day. It's been a great day. It's wonderful, wonderful to see Aaron and Anna. Um, working for Scripture Union and that, and I have no doubt that um, our paths will be entwined through all of this, so it'll be great. So so if you want to hear this, this little... I quite like it, actually. I thought it was going to be pretty good. Um, you'll have to come next time I'm speaking, okay? But hopefully God doesn't change it between now and then, yeah. <laughs> hey, um, as we come to the end... Uh, if you want any prayer, anyone wants any prayer or anything, we're here to pray. Uh, don't forget, I always say this, and I think you think it's like a flipping recording. He just writes it down and says the same thing. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, no, it's, it's, I, I honestly believe that some people have kind of life messages that God just puts on your heart and that just constantly journeys with you and that. And, and part of that is my desire that people know about christ that people come to know jesus and uh so uh we have the very great privilege of sharing god's love with other people outside of this building out in the highways and the byways your works your institutions. so don't leave god don't keep god a secret i say it all the time don't i Uh, take God out, share him around. You might chat to someone today who is lost and needs to know God. I was at a funeral. I I will talk for one second. I was at a funeral yesterday. Uh, We had an intern some years ago. He was 30 years old, uh, had muscular dystrophy, and he uh, passed away this week just being, and uh, only 30 years old. his older brother also has muscular dystrophy, uh, was much worse off. We really thought that he would probably go first. Um, we didn't. Um, but Nathan, God, God decided that it would be Nathan. Uh, and so Nathan left. Uh, so yesterday we were at the funeral, the most incredible funeral. If I'm going to have a funeral, I want it to be just like Nathan. So if I die, would someone check out what happened at Nathan's and just... Change my name into his wherever it says Nathan, put my name in there because it was such a beautiful testimony of a a young guy who who battled all kinds of terrible circumstances, uh, but trusted in God regardless, and had had a period in his life where he became very fearful and very worried. Uh, but then broke through that and knew the peace of God in his life and knew that he was always pretty much getting closer and closer to seeing his maker, and he just hung in there um, and and this week headed on, and and now he's not cruising around in a motorized uh, wheelchair or a hovercraft, they used to call them, him and his brother, Uh, but he's actually running free and hanging out with our dad. So isn't that cool? So um, he's, he's run that, he's passed through that finish line and he's finished that race. So uh, we, we need to do that too. We need to overcome every circumstance, every situation, just press into God regardless of what it is and journey with God through it. And, uh, and just tell people about that because it's wonderful. Our testimony is so powerful, um, what God can do in our lives. So don't keep God... A secret. Catch you next week.